so excited. We are here to talk about the first episode of the latest season of The Good Witch. This is season four. It's so exciting. And I'm Rachel and Amber's here. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and our new co-host, Georgia, is here. Hi. Yeah. And uh, so we're so excited to talk about this new season. We did our preview episode, which you definitely want to check out uh, last week where we talked all about the movies and the, the first three seasons and what we liked. And we also have our interview with Catherine Disher, which I'll put in the description section. That was so much fun. One of our favorites that we've ever done. And she, who, she plays uh, Mayor Martha, of course. And uh, so that is really fun. You definitely want to give that a listen. So here we go. Let's talk about this first episode of this season. Uh, Amber, what was your overall thoughts about this first episode? So honestly, I really liked it, um, and it was just such a strong episode. I feel like pretty much for the most part, Good Witch episodes are pretty strong, and I feel like this was actually even strong for just the Good Witch, so I really enjoyed it. Georgia, what about you? I feel the same way. I really, I thought it was a, a really good way to start off the season. I mean, there are you know, things that they're going to have to figure out with the specific characters, but it was also it was so nice to have it back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I was really charmed by it. it. It basically gave almost every single character a moment to shine, a fun moment. And it was really romantic, which I'm always a big fan of. And uh, it was, it was just very good, very strong first episode of the season. So let's get in and let's talk about the particulars of the episode. All right. So it starts out with Grace and Nick are still feuding. This is very intense here. Uh, and um, I don't know, Georgia, what do you think about their little feud that they are having going on? I mean, obviously I don't enjoy it, um, but, but I, I do like that it isn't based on one specific incident. I mean, just on. It's, it was kind of like over the course of last season, it was a few things that kind of added up and then they just think that they're not friends anymore. Like they shouldn't be friends anymore. Um, and you can see how if their parents weren't together, they wouldn't think that they should be friends anymore and the friendship would probably just go away. Um, so I think it's honestly a pretty realistic portrayal of something like that where you can see it deteriorate and there are specific things that happen, but it's kind of just an overall collapse of the friendship. But mm -hmm. it's so sad because they're such good friends. And um, I thought it was nice that they, you know, come together for their parents and stuff, but I, I don't like to see them fighting because they're both so sweet, obviously. Amber, what about you? What do you think? So this reminded me of my long-standing feud with Tucker Smith. Uh-oh. Um, Tucker Smith is dead to me, and <laughs> I don't speak to him anymore. Just kidding. Um, but for reals, from fourth grade to sixth grade, I did not speak to Tucker Smith. Um, because, <laughs> to be fair, because he would not skate with me at classic skating, I'm like get off your high horse, Tucker Smith. Anyway, um, but for real, I didn't speak to him for like a year and a half and we were like enemies. And it was awesome. Like, so it was, it, it was, it was my favorite thing. Um, so, but I think part of the problem here is that like, they both kind of know that they were wrong, but they don't want to admit it. And because they know that they were wrong, they're like digging in deeper so that the other person will admit that they were wrong so they don't have to say that they were wrong. 
There's too many days in that sentence, but you understand what I'm saying. Like they're just trying to be stubborn so they don't have to admit that what they did was wrong, even though they could take a little bit of the blame. That being said, um, hashtag team grace, because first of all, what she said was an accident. So move on grouchy pants, Nick. And second of all, (laughs) you can't expect someone to keep a secret like that from their friend. Like you can't put people in the middle like that. That's absurdly rude. Yeah. So Nick needed to man up and he needs to man up now and move on and be nice. Yeah. No, I know he's a kid. This is how you grow (laughs) by experiencing things and then making the right choice. Yeah. But yes. well, let's remind our, our listeners what it is that she did, just in case people okay. are a little less fresh. Rewind back. Okay. What happened was Nick was like, I want to break up with Chloe. Is that her name? Uh, well, Courtney. 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 She's Courtney. super important to the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to break up with Courtney. Oh, cool. And um, Grace was like, Oh, okay. Well, you should do that soon because it's not fair to Courtney to just lead her on. And then Courtney was like, we're in love. We're going to get married. We'll have babies. And Grace was like, "Uh, you should talk to Nick. And then Nick was like, I mean, whatever, because he's a boy. And he didn't even ghost her. He wasn't even giving her the dignity of ghosting her. He was just like, yeah, I'll go hang out with you. Let's just like pretend we're still in love. And then Grace was like, you're being so rude to her. And then as she was saying to Nick, you're being so rude to her. She came up and was like, oh, she being Courtney came up and was like, oh, my broken heart. And Nick was like, how dare you tell, not how dare you tell her. And I was like, she did it. And you're the worst. Hashtag team Grace. <laughs> Yes, that's a very accurate de- de- depiction. I'm actually really impressed with Grace because I think that uh, I've seen so many of these teen dramas where the uh, where the teenage is teenager is way more catty and way more selfish, and uh, even something like that's really good, like something like Lady Bird or whatever, where uh, where uh, you know the teen daughter is like super rude and difficult, and I so this is something that like she could be a jerk to her mom and difficult about this whole thing and make things difficult. But I thought, yes, like it's immature for her to be in this fight, but like, it's kind of mature of her because we all get in conflict with people. It's kind of mature of her to say, to separate, be able to separate and still be like decent to her mom and Sam. Yeah. And that's the thing too about this is that, you can tell that Nick and Grace are on a way to reconciliation because the only way, not the only way, but if you can figure out a way to be scheming McSchemertons together, um, that means you're like working together and you're a team. Like, it's not even like, oh, we were forced to do a school project together. It was, we have decided, independent of anyone else forcing us to come together and pretend that we are friends so that our parents can be happy, which is cute. Nick was the first person to make that step, which is huge for them, him, because for the most part, he's pretty much selfish all the time. Like it's fine. He's a teenager. Teenagers are selfish, but he's not a Merriwick who's there. They're just like, Oh, I got to help everyone. Anyway. (laughs) So 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love, and I love that they're like lying because they like they think they're lying, but they totally are actually taking the first steps to being friends again. They yeah. just don't know it. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Appreciate it when teenagers, when both adults can talk to teenagers like they're human beings and not some kind of sub creature, um, but also when the teenagers can look at their parents as more than just sort of a bully. Uh, print a bully authority figure you know mm -hmm. like and in because i feel like that's what you get a lot of times in coming of age stories you know is that is that timing it's one thing i really liked about coming home for christmas day also with uh um or home for christmas day with catherine Pell, <laughs> um is that i felt like that the daughter and the mother were really like i don't know taught we're really respectful of each other and the way that they talked. I, I just like that. I think that's really cool. So um, anyway, I, I thought that that was a very impressive of Grace and Nick. So good job. They did a good job. We get Martha, our favorite, uh, Mayor Martha coming in with her <laughs> husband, Tom. He gives her the these earrings that are kind of, uh, you know, it's this gets Cassie's version of magic, whatever. And, mm -hmm. uh, and basically kind of Amber, what is sort of Martha's plot line in this, this episode? What was she trying to do? Oh my gosh. That is so crazy. Cause it was just like, Martha has Martha business and she, she was, was trying to find a romantic <laughs> yeah. spot, but like, yeah. cause she was like, Oh, we have this fancy place and this fancy place, but let's have an extra one. It was 100% just so they could be like, Oh, Abigail bought new land, which will probably be. A plot line future and then that's like she had to be busy so it's fine it was martha so it was amazing and worthwhile the whole time well also because uh they wanted to i think show right away that abigail is like softened up because she chooses first she's really selfish and then she's not selfish in the end mm -hmm. so uh what did you think georgia about martha in this I mean so her actual like her storyline I thought was it was very Martha um, I didn't think it was necessarily like well, I guess I didn't think it was necessary uh, but mm -hmm. I liked it that her husband you know was gonna go and and do his creative thing with his friends in Chicago which I guess is not that far away mm -hmm. if he's traveling and, and coming back um, and I thought that was sweet that she wanted him to go and, and do what would make him happy. Uh, but I, I didn't understand necessarily why she was that intent on finding a romantic spot in Middleton. Like that seems, it's very Martha because it's for the brochure and all that, but it was just so, it was quite extreme, I think. <laughs> but it was funny. Obviously it was funny and, and it was an excuse for everyone else to talk about their romantic goings on. So yeah necessary i guess yeah so yeah and it kind of provided this sort of theme throughout the episode that martha mm -hmm. isn't listening to her husband but then when she sort of i don't know when the earrings have their power then she stops and says okay <laughs> i'm gonna listen yeah so there you go and um so it was it was it was cute it was really cute so uh yeah. Then we have Grace and the, this is all, this is a jewelry themed magic episode because we have Grace yes. and the drama pin and drama club. Uh, and Amber, this was a favorite of yours, correct? I mean, 
basically anything with grace is my favorite because hey hashtag bailey madison is amazing um but it was really fun and as a drama club person myself i was like hashtag yes um but it was funny when she got like all dramatic and we were supposed to think like oh the pin has possessed her but also that wouldn't make any sense this isn't smallville so i i don't know i really liked it it was fun that little moment it didn't really do a lot in this episode other than introduce us to the fact that apparently drace is going to have a drama club plot line this season Mm -hmm. um which heretofore has not been a thing like last time i checked grace was like hashtag biology for life so um i'm excited to see this development and it will be really fun to see bailey madison do it yeah what if her and nick end up being in the play together so they have to play nice Mm -hmm. i could see that i could see that happening no uh well looking at me like i'm crazy well here's the thing is nick in drama like i know he was like the fancy british squire for slavery (laughs) reasons but like is he is he a huge fan of drama i have no idea it just seems like that would be a cute little plot line that like i mean yeah of course it would be fun and adorable (laughs) but i don't want them like i some lady on twitter was like "Mm, i love this slow burn romance between nick and grace and i was like gross no they're gonna be brother and sister get your mind out of the romance gutter so um (laughs) frankly i just want them to be friends and it could be fun if they have to like work together on a a play and be like friends but i don't want them to have like a romantic like i don't want him to be romeo and her to be juliet that would be no thank you i don't even want them to be like the people from midsummer night's dream like chill out guys like they could be you know from hamlet i guess where a tragedy (laughs) where everyone dies she can be like (laughs) rosencrantz and he can be guildenstern that'd be fun but um (laughs) I don't know. I, w- I would be okay with it, personally. You would be okay with them dating? Yeah, sure. Rachel. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I guess I'm I mean, on. to be fair, you are from backcountry Virginia. <laughs> yeah, right. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was so mean, no. but also really <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's okay. All right. Terrible. <laughs> We're getting those. We're getting those uh, Amber likes liars and bullies T-shirts very soon. <laughs> for the record, just for the record, when she was like having coffee with her friends, and I was like, "Who are these random people? Grace is in friends. Like, what is this? Friends? Maybe she like tutors them or something. You well, know? You know, drama club will get you friends. They might be weirdos, but they'll be weirdos like you." so well, i guess like they could be drama so club weirdo, yeah. i can confirm yeah. that that drama club will get you weirdo friends but the best <laughs> friends take your word for it hashtag middletown high school drama club <laughs> hashtag olympus high school drama club presidency <laughs> just god. kidding i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. oh my god <laughs> it all were, makes sense now georgia were you in your high school mm-hmm. drama no, oh. no, I took a drama class in like 
Oh my gosh, junior high. I was in my fourth grade play and they my teacher let me be the lead, which was crazy because I like never talked in class because oh I was my so gosh. shy. What did you do? What we was did your the play? gold rush play and Amazing. it was gold dust or bust, which was like fantastic. And it was oh my gosh, is her name like Luzina or something? And then my friend was Becky and it was they were the two leads. And I was like the one who knew everything. And then Becky was the funny one. So I had to take it all seriously. And I swear, I just, I carried the script around with me everywhere for like a month and a half. And I just, it was so dear to me and so special. And I, I don't know where it is now. I kept it forever. And then we had to move stuff and I, I can't find it, but I think about it. And it was so cool. Like, it's just so cool to do that and feel like you actually did a decent job, even though in fourth grade, I don't think anyone really does. So. Uh, uh, my portrayal of one of the three witches okay. begs to differ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised by that, but I stand by what I said. <laughs> Shade thrown. I love it. Um, so yeah, the highlight of my dramatic career was probably being like Munchkin number 12 in our production of The Wiz, but it was pretty awesome. Oh, fun though. Yeah. We did the whiz and then we did um uh we did some plays that were boring. A bye bye birdie. Oh my so, gosh, oh my we gosh. did bye bye birdie. Yeah. Were you what were you? I was an adult in the kids' song and I was a teen in the um bye bye birdie song. What about got a lot of living to do? Yeah, <laughs> that in that song. I was I was a teen. No, there is there those are two songs. The one where we faint, I was a teen. Um, and then um, and then I was a, an adult in the kids song. What's the matter with kids today? Yeah, I know. I did Bye Bye yeah. Birdie. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Maybe that was the highlight of my I'm pretty sure. Hasn't, hasn't everyone done a production yeah. of Bye Bye Birdie? Yeah. Yeah, and then Even Georgia, who hasn't done one, basically has done one. One where we did uh, uh, little bits of different Shakespeare parts, and we uh, we we were uh, I had my mom, my parents were out of town for most of that that they went on this huge trip to Europe. My mom had made my dress. I had like two lines. I hardly had anything in here in this play, and uh, my dress kept getting um, snagged on stuff because it was super cheap production. And right in the middle of the play, uh, the, my, my dress caught on something like a nail or something. And you heard this like a loud, <laughs> and luckily it was like oh, no. enough that it like didn't, it wasn't embarrassing, embarrassing. Like it could have been way worse, but uh, it was still like, everyone was looking at me and I was supposed to be off stage. And, um, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but yeah. And so I was like, crap, what do we do? Because my dress is all torn and my mom is gone. And so we had, I had to like plead for my friend's mom to fix it. And it was very, a very uh, tense situation. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, maybe that was the highlight of my dramatic career. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you were like, the show must go on. The show must go on. That's right. <laughs> and decides to go ring shopping for Cassie. And Abigail, like, is, hears about this or it gets that intuitive charm that we know the Marowicks have. And she kind of invites herself to go along with the ring shopping. And uh, what did you think, Amber, of Abigail in this episode? 
Um, it was fun. I did not think that Abigail was going to keep the ring for like even half a second, obviously. But also, I kind of don't believe that she was going to do it. it like she was like, I, I was going to keep it for myself. And I said, no, you were never going to keep it for yourself. Like, I didn't even feel that was a possibility. So, yeah, uh, whatever. Um, also, is that what her dad sent to her from Paris in that box? At the end of last season? Where did she get the coat? Because she finds the ring in her dad's raincoat. Um, but I can't remember. She found, the, she found the, the receipt. Yeah. The, the like, pawn receipt. Oh. oh okay. That's yeah. right. That's right. Sorry. Um, in the raincoat. But I can't remember where she got the raincoat. But, um, but anyway, yeah. So From Cassie's closet. And I, I really felt like, and I felt like this last season, but I think that pretty much Abigail as an antagonist is pretty much over. Aside from her being like yeah. catty with Stephanie, I, I don't think that she's really an antagonist against Cassie or Grace at all anymore. Yeah, I don't think she ever really was an antagonist against Grace. She just like yeah. forgot about her one time. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Or did she? <laughs> or did no she totally just forgot everything she does feels super intentional and there's a whole point to it and it's like oh well if i forget you then you know that'll set off a chain of events where then you have to go do this thing that you really need to do that you're not gonna do any other way you know yeah i trust uh, abigail <laughs> so she and i really do like sarah powers in the role i just i know i just like her something about her i just think she's good yeah. and and um so she goes shopping with uh with sam and they find at the pawn shop they find the um what do you call it the the fixtures that that go around the ring i can't think of the word but um uh, and the the pawnbroker i guess or the jewelry store owner says uh, it says, oh, I don't want to sell that. That's one of the first things I ever bought at this store. And uh, anyway, it turns out that it's the perfect fit for the ring that has been part of the Merowick family. So it's just such, uh, and and like Cassie kind of figures into all this a little bit too uh, with some of her things. And Anyway, so yeah, so there's this, this, what, what did you think about all of that, Amber? Um, I liked it. It was fun. I liked the little subplot of the jewelry man finding his locket love. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really, yeah. I, I, I liked it. It was fine. Like, sometimes with the show, you're like, oh, yeah, how convenient. It just happens to be the Merrick room. But also, all, anything that's like, oh, is immediately excused by like, subtle magic so it's yeah. fine yeah. like there's no charm there's no suspension of disbelief because you have to believe about it in the show um so i like it it was fun it i mean a lot of the storylines this weren't, weren't really like plot things like a little bit the you know the nick and grace fight was a plot point but for the most mm -hmm. part this was just like a character episode where yeah. we established basically what our characters are and we set some footings for what's going to happen in the later episodes of the season i presume 
So it'll be good. I'm excited for it. But yeah. I mean, as like an actual storyline, this was kind of a snooze fest because it was literally Sam finds a ring. Abigail mm-hmm. helps him. Yeah. But for character moments, it was fun. We also don't ever really see Sam and Abigail as a team or like, yeah. you know, together. So it was fun. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good episode for Sam and team ups. Yeah, that's, that is, that's a good point. I agree. So Georgia, what did you think of, this is a very unusual ring. What do you think? Do you like mm-hmm. the ring or not? I mean, I, I wouldn't want it personally because it's, it's rather large, um, but I think it's perfect. And I, I like that they had it be, you know, the fact that she'd been married in the movies and stuff, and they still found a way for this, the fact that they're engaged and everything to make it special and have it be something that is through the family. And I was like, well, how did Abigail just find the ring? And then for it to come from her dad makes way more sense because obviously then it's still in the family. Um, no, I just, I don't know. I like things that are more character driven. So I really enjoyed it because mm-hmm. Abigail is my favorite. And as much as I like when she's like sassy and gives people a hard time and everything, I loved seeing her help. And I liked that she was, I mean, I I felt sort of bad that she doesn't know if she's going to end up with anyone or, you know, if she'll ever get married. And I'm like, if she doesn't want to, that's fine. It's totally up to her, but she seems to want to, Um, but she's concerned that she won't. And even though she's like kind of upset about that, uh, she still made it about Cassie. And I like that she said, since you two are together now, you should have it now. Um, Amber, what do you think about this ring? What do you like? Um, like it? Hashtag gorge. <laughs> Some lady and I on Hallmark Twitter were like, I'm not Twitter, Facebook, were saying, hey, Hallmark Channel, start producing these rings. And the Hallmark said, mm, interesting, we'll pass it along. And then I replied, but not with real diamonds, because homie can't afford that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was lovely. And like in the pantheon that. of glamorous fictional wedding bands and rings, which by the way, I do have an issue with how she's wearing it, but we'll talk about that in a second. In the grand scheme of things, uh, I think it's the best one. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but she should not be wearing the outside loop yet because... That is very clearly the wedding band that you add to the ring when you get actually married. Mm-hmm. And the engagement ring should be that it, big man. giant monster in the middle. Oh, so yeah, yeah. she should not be wearing the outside yet, but potato, potato. That is, is a good what it point. Is. That's a good point. Um, okay, so. We're it. <laughs> <laughs> so we also had the news of Ben and <sighs> Stephanie. Ben and Stephanie are on the outs. Mm-hmm. And is he just off the show, you think? or is- Yeah, that's yeah, my guess, yeah. is he probably yeah. just didn't come back. But um, so upset. Do not like yeah. it. Don't approve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't oh. know what they're going to do with Stephanie. And it's very disappointing because she only became fun for me when the Ben stuff was happening. So I'm very worried she's going to end up being the character which she was before, which was basically someone who was like, I just need a boyfriend. Like, that's basically all she did for the first season and a half yeah and i don't want her her to go back to that stuff what i mean she has her own restaurant stuff like she does the thing she's an accomplished person but then they they kind of yeah reduce her to the whole oh i need a boyfriend thing and i'm like okay yeah but then ben was so great and cute and they were so perfect together yeah that's sad yeah because he i mean aside from the fact that he 
solved the I need a boyfriend crisis, which allowed her to do other things than need a boyfriend. She, he also pushed her to do other things that she wasn't like always doing. I mean, when she started, she literally was one of those ladies who was pretending to be sick to meet Sam. Like, I I hope that she gets a better arc and gets to do something fun and not just find a boyfriend. I would be fine if she just takes time off from dating for the whole season. Mm -hmm. Because I I really like her and Abigail kind of, like, I thought that was really fun in Spellbound. Them, like, you know, they they had that contest for the um, Halloween decorations or whatever, and the two of them were, Mm -hmm. that was funny to me. I enjoyed that. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing sort of more of that kind of nonsense going on uh, between the two yeah. of them. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, and then we have uh, a nice little scene, nice little moment between Abigail, uh, Martha, and Stephanie. That was nice. Oh, Yeah. What do you, you think of that, yeah. Georgia? I That was probably, well, yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite moments from the episode because it's kind of an odd group. And the fact that Abigail and Stephanie so did not get along for such a long time. But now, you know, they have things in common. They're realizing that. And for Abigail to be there for Stephanie and not make a joke about it or not, you know, be mysterious. I liked that she wasn't all cryptic or anything. She was just very, they were there for her and it was sweet. I loved it. I, I think they should have more of that mm-hmm. going going forward. Yeah. Yeah. In an episode of really strong scenes, this was probably one of the strongest. I mean, it, it, it would have been the best scene for me had the Sam and Grace scene not happened. And it yeah. was just so, um, it was so sweet and so straightforward. There wasn't, there wasn't any gimmicks. There wasn't really any magic in this, epi- in this scene. It was just all heart, and I really liked it. You felt so bad for Stephanie there, but you felt like them giving her the strength to go through it. So um, it was incredible, and I loved it. It was good. I really like how self-aware every single one of the characters on this show is. Like, they all are, I think, are pretty aware of their flaws. They're pretty aware of their strengths. They're, uh, and I don't know, I just, I just really like... I, I don't know, I like that about them, uh, that they're pretty interesting, makes the characters interesting, I think. And a lot of that probably goes to the actors uh, that are, are, I think, are really good in this show. So, yeah, it was a good moment. Um, and then you have a, another nice scene between Tom and Martha, where he finally sit, gets her to sit down, or they sit down, mm-hmm. and he announces that he's he has this job offer in Chicago, and it was so sweet. And he was like, I, I don't know how, because he's like, I'll come back on the weekends. And she's like, you sure you come back on the weekends? And he was like, I couldn't be gone that long away from you. And this was really sweet because I feel like you don't often see characters that are like Martha with somebody who loves them that much, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm you know just in every yeah. way her character that was so sweet and i don't know i just really like i just really thought i just really liked that that was really good mm-hmm. so, um yeah <laughs> you agree georgia i do i completely agree i thought it was really sweet yeah um amber did, what did you think 
You know, I I really liked it. I am super duper worried that the twist that Catherine Disher teased on our podcast is going to be she goes with Tom to Chicago, um, which would mean the end of Martha on our show. And I would not be okay with that. Um, So I am very worried about that. When he said that, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, So that's basically all I could feel after that episode. Was but she didn't seem like it was a good thing. Like, oh, yeah, that would be terrible. Oh, no. Now I've instilled the paranoia in you. You yes. are welcome. Yes, you have. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Um, well, <laughs> we will definitely have to, if that's the case, when we have her back on, because she agreed to come back on our show uh, to talk about the twins. We will weep and wail. We will. This will be like Jack dying, but worse. Um, okay. So. <laughs> worse. <laughs> um, okay. Ouch. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So um, then we have the adorable scene with, because I thought that, I thought that it was more going to be like, oh, they're just trying to write another character off of the show more. Like he's not going to be in it that much. This was their crafty way. I never thought it meant Martha was going to be off the show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this is a terrible thought. Way to go, um, Amber. <laughs> um, okay. So then we have the super cute scene of Sam coming and asking Grace for her blessing on their marriage. That was really, really fun and just sweet. And I love their relationship. And that was so great. And, uh, yeah, what did you think, Amber, of that? Oh, my Lanta. Like, honestly, it was incredible. And I, you can listen to our other podcast. I have gone on the record in saying that I love the scenes between Grace and Sam. I, they're one of my favorite things that we don't get to see all that often, but they're always good. Like, when she learned how to drive the car and all the time she was spending at the clinic. So I, just when they're together on the screen, it's dynamite, but I loved this one. This was the best scene, possibly, probably in the entire history of The Good Witch. There I said it, best scene, because it embodied all of the things that we like about The Good Witch, which is heart and love and understanding and compassion, and it was so beautifully acted and so artfully written i just it was an it was amazing it was amazing yeah uh, georgia what about you what do you think i mean obviously i loved it too i don't know how you couldn't love it because it's it's been so nice to see grace have a father figure again and for her to to feel because you know he needed to ask her like I didn't really think about it beforehand but then once he finally did I thought of course like it would be super unnatural for him to not address that with her kind of before he actually officially did it Um, but I really I thought it was beautifully done I liked that you could kind of see kind of the shift in grace where she had been kind of worried the whole episode and then when he comes to her you see, this is all that matters. She just wants her mom to be happy. And the fact that they said that they loved each other, because I don't, I don't know if that's happened before. I don't know if he's told Grace that he loved her. And I just thought it was super, super sweet because it's like, no, that is going to be your stepdaughter and it's, they're going to be a family. And the fact that she said 
that it's all going to be great. You know, it's going to work out really well. And um, I thought it was necessary, but it definitely wasn't something I expected. And so to see it, I was kind of like, I was surprised. And I didn't cry, but I could have cried at it because it was so well done. I like that it wasn't, it's like the other one, you know, it wasn't gimmicky. Um, there wasn't anything like silly about it or anything, but it didn't feel over the top either. It was just kind of like a stripped down moment that needed to happen. That was really, it felt genuine and it felt really super sweet, but like better than sweet. I loved it. Because I feel like it's really unusual because I would say that, that James Denton is a pretty manly guy. Like he's not like an effeminate guy. Like he's a really attractive manly guy. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and I think it's unusual for a character like him in a show to be so sweet and so tender and to do something, have a relation, you know, to, to just, I don't know. I just feel like it, it was really sweet. Yeah. yeah. However, um, I mean, you can say that this happened off camera. He also should have had one of these talks with Nick. Yeah, yeah. I thought it too, but I wasn't going to say it because it was sweet that he did that with Grace. But yeah, maybe, maybe, oh no, because he already did. Yeah. Yeah, I can see mm-hmm. what you're saying. And we just have our, our last scene is... Uh, Sam giving the ring to Cassie and it was super romantic and super cute. Oh, and the setup with Abigail and Martha reading the map and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the place where Merriwick women have been engaged for years. <laughs> oh, no one's going to be getting engaged at Sam's house. <laughs> and we, all of us, everyone in the audience the whole time is like, you don't even know, Martha. <laughs> we all know. It was such a slam dunk setting it up because it's not like I mean he already proposed so it's not like oh he proposed how amazing like we already know it's just the you know the formalization of giving the ring but it was so perfect honestly the writers of the good witch nailed it nailed it agreed yeah they really did they did such a good job so this was a great start to the season. We're so excited. And uh, it was just a breath of fresh air after several weeks of, of heated, tense uh, time on uh, <laughs> Hallmark TV. On Twitter, I asked, we asked our Twitter followers to give us their thoughts on the episode. And so here are some. Uh, Caroline Richardson says, super cute. Sam and Cassie are adorable. And I love Grace and Sam's relationship. Amy Lynn Craig says, so good. The ring is gorgeous, and I'm proud of Abigail for doing the right thing. I'm hoping that Nick and Grace figure things out soon. They're both being silly. They need to move on and work toward being a family. Also, A-plus for Martha, as always. So good. So, And then Daylin Grover says, loved it. Abigail made me cry when she gave the ring to Sam, and I cried when he gave it to Cassie. I also cried when he asked Grace for her blessing. Martha cracked me up as usual. Nick and Grace weren't fooling anyone with their get-along act, and I'm sad that Stephanie and Ben broke up. So she was doing a lot of crying there, but it was good. And then last, um, waiting in the pumpkin patch. That's She says, excellent episode. I feel this series... Quotes, 
looks, quotes, different from other Hallmark series. I don't know what it is, but the lighting and sets seem more realistic. Also, who knew Abigail was so loaded? Enough to buy property with a scenic waterfall. So there well, you go. We, I'm, I'm going to talk to her. Hello, my friend. <laughs> First of all, it looks so different. Not filmed in Vancouver. Welcome to Toronto. Right. Second of all, um, we did know Abigail was so loaded because Captain McDreamy Pants, Rachel's f- most handsome man. Um, what's his name, Rachel? Sam. James. No. The guy from the painting one. From the art of us. Oh, Steve Lund. Oh, Steve yeah. Lund. Because Lund. Steve Lund came. <gasps> we know that Abigail has money because Steve Lund came and was trying to trick her out of getting the money for her advertising agency. And she was That's like, right. oh, no, 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 bro. Oh my uh, the Merriwick is fixed and I know you're a skeezy skeever. So uh, please give me all my monies. So she got all that money. And she even mentions it. I had all the money from selling my ad agency. Boom. That's right. You Amber, you are, 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 you are a remembering genius. Our good friend Ruth, Ruth Hill says, first of all, I never have sat down and watched all the movies. I watched every episode of Good Witch from season one. I've had my ups and downs with the show, but I can say this. Season four premiere is the best episode ever. Uh, had everything I could want. And not a dull moment. Abigail ruled this one, and she was amazing. So there you go, from Ruth. I mean, Abigail may, may have ruled it, but hashtag Queen Martha. Yeah, Martha sure. is my queen. Now you now you're giving me anxiety though about this whole she could move to Chicago thing. Yeah. That is very upsetting. But- you guys, it's gonna be. I I don't want it to be true, but here's the bad part. I'm really good at that kind of stuff. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> we'll see. Rachel, how right am I usually? Like almost all the time. On TV predictions, yes, you're very right. So uh, Amber, how can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainways on Twitter, and that's it. And Georgia, how can people find you? I'm at Georgia Speech. Georgia and the word speech, all one word on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. So check that out. I just did this last weekend with my friend Trevor at How to Love Comics. We broke down Avengers Infinity War and it was super fun. It was, I really actually, it was one of my favorite podcasts that we've done together. It was really, so that's on there. Check that out. I would love it if you did. And we also had our this week, we had our one-year anniversary of our podcast, and we have a special video up on the YouTube channel of our favorite moments uh, that, that I'm really proud of, and I think it's really fun. And, uh, and then we also had our interview with William Bibiani post this week, so this is just like an all-star week. And we ranked the Alicia Witt movies, which was super fun, uh, with William Bibiani, film critic extraordinaire. So it's just been great. And on the Hallmark Channel, we have the sequel to Darrow and Darrow, which was one of our favorite. It made all, it made us both of our top 10 lists for the year, and it made Ruth's top 10 list. So it was one of our favorites. And uh, last year, and so this is the sequel. And we're really excited about it. So next week, we're going to be talking about both uh, the original 
and the sequel. Uh, so that should be really, really fun on the podcast. So lots of good stuff. And then of course you have the good witch on Sunday. So let us know what you think. And, uh, and we're really excited about everything and thanks so much. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Hashtag RIP Bye. Steph Benny. <laughs>